Alright, so uh, today we're going to talk about an interesting subject, um, as we always do. Uh, first, uh, we uh, get together and, and watch a sermon um, on TV, um, and we kind of shuffle around a few different speakers that we enjoy watching. And today's message, um, it's about obedience. And obe obedience is a pretty uh, sensitive subject because just like how we can tend to be uh, from childhood, even then into adulthood, uh, you know, we will enjoy the benefits uh, of, uh, uh, you know, somebody's love, attention, um, gifts, uh, whatever you call it, you know, um, protection, all the good things that can come from uh, being um, close to somebody that cares for us or even <coughs> in an environment that, um, that is uh, uh, created to uh, bring good things to us, whether it is society or the city or town that we live in or even down to our leadership you know uh, the the laws and regulations that are set in place for us to live in a civil way and the government and all these things we enjoy all those beautiful things but a lot of us uh let's be honest uh because we live in a fallen world and we are all offsprings of adam and eve who uh, had to unfortunately go through the fall, um, we can have the tendency to be resistant to authority and we can have a little bit of a rebellious streak. Some people more than others, but we all do have that. And ultimately, one thing that uh, in the word we, uh, uh, we hear quite often is how important it is to be obedient to God, you know, uh, God makes many promises to us, and all of His promises uh, take us towards a very, very good place. Whether here on earth or in the afterlife, and uh, you know, uh, when we finally join with Him uh, um, in eternity, uh, but all of these promises are contingent on uh, righteousness. And righteousness uh, seems to not really be possible without that one element that we want to talk about today, which is obedience. Um, so, one scripture that um, seems to really be pretty relevant is Joshua 3, from uh, verse 1 uh, through verse 4, and then at the end of uh, the chapter, uh, verse 17. <clears throat> so it says, Early in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out from Shittim and went to the Jordan, where they camped before crossing over. After three days, the officers went throughout the camp, giving orders to the people. When you seek the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, and the uh, Levitical priests carrying it, you are to move out from your positions and follow it. Then you will know which 
way to go since you have never been this way before, but keep a distance of about 2,000 cubits between you and the ark. Do not go near it. Um, so then the rest of the chapter just talks about the whole process of Joshua and the Israelites after wandering in the wilderness, in the desert for 40 years and pretty much being at the edge of what they knew to be the promised land, which was Canaan. Finally, Joshua, who was the successor of uh, Moses, he decided to pretty much, you know, finally um, obey God and do what God said and to basically just go against his fears and and um, and the doubts of the people and finally make that big move of crossing the Jordan River which was the at this point the only thing that was keeping the Israelites from being in the in the land that God promised to them and at the very end after they uh, went through the whole process uh, it says on uh, uh, verse 17, the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stopped in the middle of the Jordan and stood on dry ground while all Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing onto dry ground. So, um, you know, there's a happy ending, which is at the end, the, the Israelites finally, finally, after four years, they actually make it into the promised land and that was because of the obedience of one person which carried onto the obedience of many which was Joshua mm-hmm. you know so it just goes to show that uh, obedience is super important because of the uh, negative talk that uh, we sometimes hear internally by the enemy and all the fears and all the negativity that is, that, are, that is around us and all the things that go against what God may be telling us to do, but to be able to trust and have the faith that God knows best. And, you know, to not wait, to not um, hesitate, but to o- obey God at all times, and the result will always be positive. I think that we have to keep in mind that one thing that the scripture says is, you know, if we love God, we obey God. Right. We obey his commandments, just like, again, our, he's our father. And just like with our children, part of them showing their love for us is listening to the statutes and the instructions that we give them because we give them instructions and sometimes forbid them to do things for their own safety and because we've been there done that with a lot of the things that they're going to experience so we want to save them the the trauma the inconvenience of repeating some of the same mistakes because we know the outcome And one thing we know about our father is he's the beginning and the end. He already knows where we're going. So there are instructions that he gives us. Number one, because 
he knows the plans for our lives and he knows the quickest way to get there. There's that saying that the quickest way uh, to one point to the other is a straight line. God knows what that line is to get from one destination to the other the quickest way possible or the most effective way. Sometimes it's not the quickest way, it's the most effective way because there are things that we're supposed to learn along the way. But also um, in Samuel uh, chapter 1, I'm sorry, yeah, Samuel chapter 1, I'm sorry, excuse me, First Samuel chapter 15 verse 22. The second portion of the the verse says, Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than the fat of rams. And that was Samuel speaking to Saul. Saul was instructed, he was king of the Israelites, and Samuel was pretty much helping him along the way, advising him. He had the ear of the Lord and was instructing Samuel on specific tasks when, I mean, was instructing Saul uh, in specific tasks because Saul was commissioned to invade the Amalekites. And God said specifically uh, through, through Samuel to Saul, says thus says the lord of hosts i will punish amalek for what he did to israel how he ambushed him on the way when he came up from egypt now go and attack amalek but and utterly destroy all that they have and do not spare them but kill both man and woman infant and nursing child this gangster right there ox sheep camel and dog he said obliterate them erase them and the word says god will remove them from the face of the earth those who do not obey his commands and saul was given that specific instruction by god through samuel the prophet and then what does saul do he evades the ammo ammo <laughs> the Amalekites. Uh, I wanted to say Amalek again. Uh, he evades the Amalekites, which are the people that follow Amalek. Uh, and he takes their sheep, their oxen. He, he spares their king, Agag. He doesn't kill him. He takes all of their goods their oxen, their sheep, their land, everything that God said, destroy. He killed the, he killed the, the women and the men, but he spared the king and took pretty much the spoils. Like the, like I said, the, the, the animals and all that stuff. And God told them, told him specifically through Samuel to get rid of it. And because of that, he is rejected as king of the Israelites because he did not obey the word of God. And once again, 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22 says, Obedience is better than sacrifice. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. And to heed, follow directions, than the fat of rams. And I know 
in the course of my life that when I have followed directions, things have gone smoothly. When I have operated in obedience as unto the leading of the Lord in my life, it has worked out time and time again. Whenever I have known what was the right way and done the exact opposite or done what I thought or rationalized in my own mind to justify an action that I wanted to take, just like Saul did, he said, why throw all of this away? We can take this for ourselves. You know, how many times have we been instructed to end that relationship but we still keep seeing that person or and it doesn't have to be just an intimate relationship it could be a business uh transaction or something that we are about to embark on from a professional standpoint and it's just not sitting well with us but we're letting the pressures of our boss the pressures of our co-workers the pressure of money Sometimes money, you you know, you can lose a lot of money yeah. by not moving in the direction you know in your heart you are led to, to move. And the Holy Spirit is like, no, I don't yeah. want you to go that way. And it's through that disobedience that we find that we end up losing mm-hmm. so much more. Would you say take take one step forward, take <laughs> ten steps back? So just for that one little step, that one little act of greed, that one little act of disobedience, you're set back for years. You make that business deal, you get involved with this company, you're five years in, and then all of a sudden they're investigated and you go to prison for fraud or 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 some type of illegal uh, transactions that are going on. I've, I've known people who have, that has happened to. Or you go build this business with this person whose heart does not have a heart for God. And then wonder why they take the low road and you, you, you know, they, they, because of some, some glitch in, in the paperwork, now all of a sudden they own all the rights. We see it happen with entertainers following that almighty dollar. You know how these record labels you can't even show your own creative expertise. We see it all the time when we kowtow to these bosses that make us do something dishonest. And then all of a sudden, we're fired without any type of workers' comp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's, there's so many ways that the Holy Spirit communicates with us to lead us in all truth. That is the main responsibility of the Holy Spirit to comfort us, to bring us peace and difficulty, especially in those difficult decisions. I know that there's been decisions that I've needed to make that although I didn't want to make them, I had a peace about them because I knew it was what I had to do. One thing that, uh, Priscilla, we were listening to Priscilla Schreier, uh, who was the speaker we were listening to today. And, you know, she talked about how she usually has two options in the way. And she knows the Holy Spirit is leading her in a certain direction because she tends to be afraid to move in that direction. And so she knows that that is usually the direction 
that the spirit wants her to move in because the enemy will take that sensitive area and make us feel like we cannot conquer that mountain. And usually that is the test of our faith, the of our test of faith in God to move us in the direction he is commanding us to go. Yeah. Because the easy route, that's what that's what Saul took was the easy route. You know what I mean? A lot of we we can see in the word where people have taken the easy route and have lost. Yeah, can I add if I wanted to add something? I don't know if you were done. Well, I was just going to give the other example of how we were talking about um, how uh, ego, you know, like making decisions or having to kind of put your foot down and take your stance in a certain area, and usually the direction that the spirit is leading you is the area that you're most reluctant to take because you're going to have to say that thing that you don't really want to say. You're going to have to draw that line in the sand in that area where you feel like it could create some type of negative backlash. And usually, again, that's the test of our faith and our faith in God uh, to make those difficult decisions. And I know that when the spirit is leading me it's the area in which I'm most reluctant to say. But I know the Holy Spirit is not leading me when I just feel like I just got to say it. It's an ego thing. Like, no, you didn't say that. I'm going to say this back to you. Or I'm just going to show you because I didn't like what you said in this area. So I know that's not the Spirit because I feel compelled to say it. I feel like I need to say this or I'm going to burst. That's, that's my ego. And that is not the Holy Spirit. So I was just, you know, showing the contrast in, in, in following in obedience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah Go ahead. Definitely. Uh, yeah, Whitney, you were talking about Saul. It made me also think about how, um, you know, uh, there is there there's a difference between uh, God's wisdom mm-hmm. and conventional wisdom, the world's wisdom. The world's wisdom oftentimes seems the right thing. You know, seems like the right thing. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, um, keep the peace or whatever it is. Really, Don't ruffle so many... any feathers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so if, actually, if you think about it, like how Saul, how Saul acted, it seemed like he was going the I'm being merciful route. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, I know God said to do this, mm-hmm. but why would you want to just... You know, exterminate everybody like that's wrong you know what I mean mm-hmm. but the point is this um, there's a scripture uh, which is uh, Isaiah 55 it's a pretty popular passage uh, 8 and 9 so, which is God pretty much uh, talking to us and he says for my thoughts are not your thoughts neither are your ways my ways declares the Lord as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. So oftentimes what God instructs us to do, it seems to not make any sense when you think and when you think about it and you look at it from a worldly perspective. Even when you put it through the filters of morality, you're like, why would God ask me to do that? Isn't that wrong? But that's where you that's where faith is really needed when it comes to obeying God. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes what God is telling you to do, not only 
he's going to ask you to do something that it's like you're afraid of and uh, you know you're reluctant in doing but oftentimes it just doesn't even make sense to you mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's why you got to be obedient because you have to understand that you know it's like children why do children disobey their their, their parents there is the thing and it goes back to the to the original fall to the way the serpent spoke to Eve I know God said you're you know you're never going to uh, you know uh what, what was that Did God say you God did not say you will surely die That you know, I know God said you will surely die if you eat the fruit but basically he don't know what he's talking about you know That's that, not that's true That's not the whole truth That's not I'm just paraphrasing yeah, yeah. of course mm-hmm. but so I'm just using that to 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 say that we do that sometimes just like I know said that and he said to do that but he he don't know what he's talking about really so there's this act of defiance this act of rebelliousness almost like in not believing god and you know a lot of people that are not saved they they use the the whole idea of how in christianity we uh, we talked about the fear of the lord mm-hmm. and it's like why would you worship a god that you're supposed to be afraid of so they're they're basically looking at it and not really knowing what that means that means the reverential fear of god the same way and and really it's the the respect it's the same way a child should have the reverential fear and respect of their parents mm-hmm. like you're not going to just oh i know my mom said to do this but whatever mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. we know that that's wrong for a child to be that way and if we know and we learn to have that kind of respect for our parents how much more is important is it to have that for our our god who created the entire universe and creating us and and he is in control of everything mm-hmm. so that's why the obedience again it's a it's essential well i mean and we have to <coughs> have to recognize god Our father is extremely loving. Look at the world that he has given us. And I don't mean like the people. I mean like the trees and the sky and 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 the the waters and the animals, the beauty. He had given us so much and we our only responsibility was to care for it. And seeing how over generations humans have not only been disobedient they have desecrated the creation and just like it's like i mean we're going to make take this back down to 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 our understanding it's like me as a parent i trust you trust my my child to stay home. You know, kids like, you know, after a while they're like, I don't need a babysitter. I'm mm-hmm. not a baby, you know? So, you leave your child home by themselves. And it's like coming home and the house is totally demolished. I don't think that I'm going to be like, "Well, sweetie, that was a bad idea." Right. You know, this is God creator of all that exists of which we are extensions of but cannot fathom because we are encapsulated 
in a um, in a vehicle which only operates through five senses, possibly six, the more you build relationship. Right. Yeah. And we think that we are going to just compartmentalize God in our left and right hemispheres and think that we can understand why God does the things that God does. That is why we should be obedient because we have no clue. We operate with a certain understanding of things happening on a repetitive basis. Just the simple fact that I get up every morning, I plan my tomorrow. Like, I just know I'm going to wake up. Yeah, right. Do you know how many people didn't? Mm-hmm. And still plan for and it. And still plan for it. You know there's people who plan for their tomorrow, and they'll get up, <laughs> but don't make it through the day. Right. But I bet you they planned on what was for dinner. You know, and we sir, have the, the, the opportunity to be loved and to not just serve, but to reciprocate, have that love reciprocated to us by, I mean, and again, it's, it's, it's this small analogy of the vastness of our creator. He is the natural law of things. Yeah. He is the law that brings oxygen into my lungs that are created from the the green trees and the green plants. He is the natural law that has them absorb my expiration of carbon dioxide. He is the law that makes the sunshine in the morning and the moon come out at night. He is the natural law that keeps the oceans from invading the shore. Like all of these things, we just operate as if we just, it's always been. And it's always been because of this God that we cannot fathom. And we just think that we know exactly what God wants day in and day out. When we have that question of why we even exist. If you even have had that question of why I exist, you could not fathom the mind of God because you don't even know why God created you. Wait, most of the we, times we don't know what we want. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so we are over here trying to 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 figure ourselves out by trying to fit God into our uh, into our tiny purse or backpack. And it's just it's just blatant disrespectful. It's just yeah. blatant disrespectful. And you know we can we have two choices. We are going to operate in obedience or we're going to be disobedient and lose our lives. Those are the only two options. There is no way around it. And good luck trying to do it your way. Let me know how that works out for you. Because all you're going to do is end up following someone else's way. Even the word says we're going to find teachers that tell us what we want to hear. As opposed to hearing what we need to hear in order to our, for our lives to be shaped in order to be effective contributors to this life existence there was a reason and mind you let's go back to the simple fact that you know we're we're talking about 
the days of 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 Saul and Samuel. This is, you know, God was a little hardcore. He was like, kill them yeah, all. Yeah. But this is also the time where you spare them people. Those children will raise up and kill you for killing their ancestors. Right. These bloodlines needed to be ended because those lines would carry on that that uh, dissension. I mean, we see it all the time with wars and, and, and all these different things of old times. Like people would avenge their 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 kin. So that basic disobedience on the act of Saul could have had a generational effect keeping and and sparing Agag, that king of the Amalekites. That could have had a a, a traumatic effect on the future. Yeah. And the crazy part is God was like, okay, now you're not king. And Samuel was going to do, I told Samuel to tell you to do it. Samuel's like, you jacked it up. You messed it up. All right, so I need you to bring, bring Agag to me. And he says, bring Agag, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read to you exactly what, uh, where is it at here? 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 32. Then Samuel said, bring Agag, the king of the Amalekites, here to me. So Agag came to him cautiously. He was scared. (laughs) And Agag said, Surely the bitterness of death is past. I don't want to die. And Samuel said, As your sword has made women childless, so shall your mother be childless among women. And Samuel hacked Agag into pieces before the Lord in Gilgal. Samuel was like, since you can't do it, I'm going to do it. He hacked that cat to pieces. He didn't just chop off his head. He dismembered this man. Now, let's face it. We know what happened to all the oxen and the sheep, too. They didn't get to keep that either. Saul lost his title, and David was appointed king. All you got to do is follow directions. You could have been king, Saul. You could have been king over the Israelites, the chosen generation. Well, he was king, but then he became so cocky and full of himself that he stopped doing the very thing that granted him the anointing to be king. Well, well, let me rephrase that. You could have stayed king. You could have stayed king. You could have stayed king. But at the end of the day... You can't, if you are not obedient, you cannot keep the position that the Lord has given you. That's, it says it, it's it's right here. It's right here. We saw what happened with Samson. Oh yeah. Given the gift. If you're not going to follow directions, you lose it. I I mean, like you said, you you know, when, when God created man, we had one job and one job only, which was stewardship. We were in charge of taking care of this planet, mm-hmm. and which means that you do. God is saying, "This is the. This is what I'm asking you to do," and that's why mm-hmm. you are here. Mm-hmm. It's like being hired yeah. for a job. Like, like you know, you're being given everything that you can possibly need. And be, let's be honest: before the fall, the world was an amazing place. 
you know, Adam and Eve had everything. They had everything. I mean, they didn't have to labor for anything. There was no such a thing as child child labor uh, pains. pains. Mm-hmm. You know, like they had it good. All he said was take care of it and, and fill it. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And fill it with other people. That's all we had to do. <laughs> and mind you, every other living thing on this planet does that. It does its job and replicates itself. The one gift that we were given as human beings is that we were capable of love. Not to say the animals can't be loving, but you know what I mean. Relationship. We are capable of communicating yeah. and and intimacy and closeness and 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 hugs and all of these things that are a lot more of an evolved form of love yes. and and life and experiencing this realm and we had it all and once again because of lack of obedience because of lack of obedience like and I'm just like you know then I have this conversation I'm like God you know like okay I can't go back and change time, but you know, if I was Eve, I don't know, man. I would be like, let me get back to you on that one. <laughs> let me get back to you on that one, Satan. Because this is a sweet deal right here. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And what what was the wherewithal within her mind? Uh, you know, at, at least say something to your husband. Say something to your husband first. He'd be like, well, wait a minute. We wasn't supposed to do that. Like, I'm like, <laughs> but you know what you just said—it <laughs> it actually kind of re- it was revealed something that we already knew, but I can it revealed the connection. Obedience is linked to gratitude, like and love and love. Like so, like the, the, you know, I think that, in mind you, I think they. When Eve decided to listen to what the enemy was saying to her, at that point, she stopped being grateful for the amazing life that she was given. You know, she was taking it for granted. Which which is why, you know, they say people look at the, the grass and it's like greener on the other side. And it's like, but dude, like like you said, we, we have, this is a sweet deal. Mm-hmm. But, you know... Uh, it's like she stopped being grateful. She stopped really understanding and, and thanking God for like, wow. Like, it, that means to be in all, waking up being in awe every day of even the smallest thing. Like, like the breath that God gives us. Every single breath. Can you take the time to be like in awe and thankful for mm-hmm. every breath that you, God is allowing you to take? Because I know if to some people it may sound cheesy, but... That's a gift. Like, there's going to be a day that you're going to take a breath and that's going to be the last one. So to be thankful of everything, you know, it, it, it's, it should actually be really easy. It should be natural. I mean, it should be. But, should you know, be. I don't know. Clearly, Eve did not have hood smarts. <laughs> she was not hood smart. She did not... I mean, I don't know how many times she has seen the serpent before then, but I mean, just me, the simple fact that all of a sudden you got something to say, since when do we speak? Right. You know, I'd be like, well, who are you? And how you know all of my business? You know, like, I, you know, I'm just like, wow. 
This is really interesting. And again, God knowing the beginning from the end, I, I, I can only say that at the end of the day, we all have this opportunity. Yeah, yeah. We all have this opportunity. And, you know, there's a, there have been other literature that, you know, uh, that's not necessarily from the canon, which is why, you know, it's just more so just out of curiosity we've looked into and it kind of goes into, you know, after they were cast out of the, the garden. Remember that uh, recording we listened to mm-hmm. and how after they got kicked out of the garden, they was like, why? They, they, was, they would stand yeah. from afar looking at the garden yeah, like, like, oh, man. <laughs> And they will go and weep yeah. all night <laughs> and argue yeah. with each other. And, 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 you know, I mean, they don't have that portion in the Bible, but there is other literature that does go into, you know, how they kept trying to get back into the garden. And God was like, nope, now you got to wait. Wait, the, the river that comes out of the garden. Uh, Adam was so sad about what all they lost. He tried to drown himself. <laughs> And killed himself. He kept trying to kill himself. And God was like, nope, you don't get to die yet. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, that just goes to show even, even all of us, when we, when we realize that we've made a mistake, regret. It's just, you know, we're talking about regret. And maturity is definitely something that is... A gift also of the Holy Spirit, uh, maturity uh, through through growing and developing in the fruits of the Spirit of, of self-control is a major mm-hmm. fruit of the Spirit. And self-control also will come through experience. And thankfully, with the grace of God, when you are new uh, to, uh, to operating in obedience uh, towards the life of that that we're instructed to have here as followers of Christ, there is going to be some challenges. There are going to be some areas in which you're just not even sure. Yeah. But that's why the word encourages us to pray. Jesus told us specifically how to pray. And we even went through that in the last podcast on how to pray and to get in God's presence Uh if you are, if you've accepted Christ as your, your personal Lord and Savior, you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit to lead you in all truth, to help to uncover these things. Because God wants nothing more to, to draw than to draw nearer to us as we draw nearer to him. And yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, um, to me also one thing that is amazing, and you mentioned prayer. Is that uh, if you think about you know obedience? So obedience is contingent in being able to hear the instruction. How can you be obedient if you don't know what to be obedient about? You know what I mean? Like so, because I mean I know that when I first uh, gotten back to being closer to God, that was one one struggle for me that I had to learn to listen to what God was saying to me. And I'll be very candidly honest that for a long time, uh, I had so much work to do within myself. I, I needed to like clean house, like majorly, where now things are a lot different. Thank God, you know, where uh, the, you know, the, the, the Holy Spirit is a lot more 
present in his voice, uh, the Holy Spirit's voice is louder within me. But there was a point where I was having great difficulty in hearing, you know. But to me, that's like living in this day and age and, uh, you know, you get lost trying to go somewhere. And how can you be lost? Because we have GPS, right? There's that. There's maps. <laughs> there is landmarks out there. There are people that have been there that you can ask how to get to destination. So to me, it's the same thing as, well, I know I want to be obedient, but I don't know what God is asking me to do. Well, if the Holy Spirit is not quite um, um, there yet in you where you're able to hear the Holy Spirit clearly, the answer is in the Word, right? So the answer, so you can seek for the answers in God's Word. And don't doubt the Word. Don't pick and choose which part you want to believe in and which part is like, ah, you know what? I don't believe in that. I believe in everything else, but that part right there, I don't know about that. That's not, doesn't go within my beliefs, you know? <laughs> um, then there are, there is the, the church family. The church family, especially the elders, are there to maybe give you a word of wisdom. And the amazing thing is that, you know, when it, when it comes to prayer, is that because, you know, people are like, oh, you can ask God for everything and anything. Okay, I want a million dollars. But really, <laughs> the most amazing thing to me about prayer is that you lack wisdom. God says, ask, ask, ask for wisdom to me. And I'll give it freely. I'll give it freely. All you got to do is ask. So when you are in prayer, you can ask for wisdom. If you, if you are lacking self-control and strength in that area, ask God to work within you to develop that in you. If your faith is weak, you can ask God to strengthen your faith. If you are down and depressed and sad, you can ask God for comfort. He's, I am that I am. He's all those things. You can ask God for just about anything. That is the truth. And not just material things, but the very things that we seem to lack in within ourselves. But we can ask God to, be, you know, to, to transform us and make us into who we want to be in order for us to be obedient to him and do his will. So, in Samuel 16, I'm just going to read this here. Um, Samuel 16. I keep saying that. First Samuel chapter 16, uh, verse 7. It's the second portion of the scripture. It says, For the Lord does not see as a man sees. For a man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And mm-hmm. when it comes to being a new creature in the kingdom of God, it can seem very daunting because most of the time you're led through, you know, through a word that you've heard somewhere, through uh, being invited to someone's church. And a lot of these things, you know, these these pastors that we watch on TV, these sermons that we hear, they're very elaborate through learned individuals who have put the time in to educating themselves about the kingdom of God. But just understand that all of those people, 
started somewhere. We're not born with this level of knowledge. So never feel daunted about God. God sees your heart. And one thing prayer does not have to be is some long dissertation. Take the time to pray. The scriptures tell us, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all manner of evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. That is how Jesus instructed the disciples to pray. If you don't know how to start any prayer, start with that. And then listen. You can start with that and then ask the Lord, like Gab said, to instruct you and, 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 and lead you in the areas of where you feel like there are challenges and decision making and hearing his voice and to knowing what direction to move, whatever it is. But don't just pray for yourself, pray for others as well. Pray for others as well and then take just a few moments to listen just to listen and a lot of times you may not hear words you may see pictures you may how the holy spirit communicates to us is all different it is very unique which makes it such a special relationship because it's going to be specific to you and it's going to be something that you want to start with consistently until you get a good rhythm for it I know when we met, you know, there was a lot more of a ritualistic aspect and we started, you know, and I was kind of like, you know, like, have you ever, you know, just, you know, just talk to God for yourself, you know, and that was something that we started doing together. And then it was another phase of, you know, you would pray over here and I would pray over there and I'm kind of like, well, why don't we pray together? You know? (laughs) And I'm like, you know, it's, 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 it's levels to it. I think it also is, um, a reflection of your relationship with God and your confidence in, in what the Holy Spirit is doing in you and the desire to share with others. One thing that I thoroughly enjoy, um, you know, I, I, my favorite part of going to church is just prayer. Um, I do like the songs, even though sometimes they can be a little repetitive. Um, I, I enjoy praying with people who enjoy praying Mm -hmm. because that I know is something that is endearing to God. And I know that God is really pleased. And it is a really a joy to me to be around others who love the Lord the way that I do. And that has encouraged me to come out of my spiritual shell. Um, I didn't always pray in tongues. I didn't start praying in tongues until my 20s. Um, I always kind of felt a little embarrassed because I'm like, well, what the heck, you know? Um, and when I, when I first started doing speaking in tongues, 
it actually wasn't as awkward. It was only awkward because I thought it was something that I had to do when it's something that you allow. And there is a difference uh, with that. And again, that's another level of prayer. You may not be speaking in tongues right away, but if that is something you care to develop, you can ask of that as well. You know, it's not a requirement at all either. So don't feel obligated either, you know, but I think that prayer is, is a great way of solidifying yourself. It's a great way of edifying yourself and it shows God that your time with him, you, you are the intentional setting aside of time is it's invaluable yes because i know how i feel when the people that love me set aside set aside time to do something special with me you know so our god is no different there are things that are simple about god love respect all the things that we want as people god is no different we want to be understood we want to matter God is no different. But just understand, God is God. He doesn't need our permission. So it's either we can do it willingly and operate in the fullness of this experience or operate in disobedience and always fall short of the mark of what we really can accomplish. Just like Saul dropped the ball. Just like Samson dropped the ball. Yeah. And you know, there's always forgiveness. But you don't always get that same opportunity again. Yeah. And, and, and you know, just like a parent, um, God is uh, so forgiving. And his love doesn't change just because we're being disobedient. But there is, if it's, if, if God is like a parent and, you know, we can only but get a uh, representation of uh, fatherhood from God in our sonship through the experience of, you know, earthly parents, it, you know. Uh, you know, I know that as parents, we, if our children are being disobedient, we just tend to kind of, well, at first, yes, it's like, okay, that's an act of defiance, which is kind of disrespectful. But ultimately, we are said that, you know, I'm trying to teach you something. And by you being disobedient, that's going to come back to bite you. Because you're missing on a lesson that it can only but make you a better person. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of sad because mm -hmm. nobody wants to see their children one day having uh, having a rough time because of, they, because of something they could have avoided by being obedient. Absolutely. So, but the, the good news is that our Father God, He is so merciful. And He gives us many 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 chances he's the one that taught us to be forgiving so you better believe that there's nobody that is more forgiving than god and the good news is that if we are disobedient at one point don't feel now that 
okay, I, I then did it. Uh, I, I'm just not worthy enough to even go in f before God and ask for anything or try to build a relationship. Actually, he's saying, all you need to do is repent. All you need to do is just admit, I messed up and I am sorry, but I want, I, I want to do better. I want to do better. And he, just like the prodigal son, he will just open his arms and take you in and say, all right, let's get to work now. Don't even worry about what you did. He will roll up his sleeve. We will, let's roll up our sleeves and let's go. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's amazing. I don't have time for regret. Yeah. That's what we make time for. And we get it on our soapbox. But, you know, I will tell you, the last person, people you want to hang out with are those people that keep you attached to the past. You know, uh, the word says, behold, I do a new thing. That's and right. God is doing a new thing in us all the time. And we are meant for bigger and better things each and every day as the Lord shifts us and molds us and, and, and conforms us into the image uh, of where we are a reflection of him and, and our, our Lord and Savior. Jesus gave us the example of how to be in this fallen world. And no, it's not going to be easy. We are in a time of a great falling away where people are picking and choosing what type of doctrine they want to follow. They get to put like they at the grocery store. We're going to pick a little bit of self-love. We're going to pick a little bit of obedience. We're going to pick a little bit of meditation, a little bit of yoga, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And we're going to make our own religion because it makes me look good in these tights. But, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> that's just not how it works. And that's one day I want to have a podcast on the great falling away and how to handle that because, you know, we, we, if you're taking the time to listen to this, you clearly enjoy what you're hearing. But there's going to be many who don't like what we're saying, don't want to hear what we're saying. I mean, there have been, when we first started doing this podcast, I think there were a couple of, uh, you know, people who, you know, um, you just wonder what the heck was going on. They disturbed little minds trying to uh, do these little memes uh kind of uh profane yeah they, they were profane but it was literally like they looked like little children like you're like yo dude grow up like you know yeah if the holy spirit wasn't in me i straight punch you in your face and tell you to wake the heck up you know what i'm saying but right. i'm just saying the, the holy spirit's doing a good work in me i just say <laughs> it <laughs> I just, you're lucky you know but i mean at the end of the day we all have a purpose and we are here to share with you our experience as we continue to grow and learn. It's not about perfection. It's about desire to grow in the things of God yeah. and share it in the spirit of love. So I hope that you're feeling the love and the good intention and in what we're doing here and any feedback that you want to, to put into uh, action as far as messaging on whatever platform you're hearing this on because we're on facebook we're on spotify we're on google podcasts we're on anchor we have quite a few different platforms so however um you want to you know share some good good vibes feel free to do so but until the next time you know we hope you've enjoyed this and we're blessed and uh yeah that's pretty much yeah it. that's yeah. pretty much it be good to yourself be good to others and uh, smile a whole lot today and be blessed. God bless.